Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What up, everybody? 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. And the band is almost whole. Uh, Ringo ain't here, but Lord knows where Ringo is. Good morning, Brian. How I mean, you Tito's doing? Tito's not here. Tito is not here, correct. Uh, how, how are you, B? Did I'm you miss good. me? I talk to you every day. I know. Um, During the show, after the show, sometime before. I just thought I'd ask if you missed me. No, nah, I'm not going to say I missed you. Um, we were just talking about it. How about the Caps beating the snot out of the Columbus Blue Jackets? How about night? you not betting on them and they win? And, <laughs> and when you bet on them, they don't win. Our boy Garnet Hathaway lighting the lamp last night. Gee. Love to see that. Um, did you see Ovi's goal I, I, on the power play from his office? I mean, God, we are just so lucky to get to watch that dude. Oh, yeah. Like, I was thinking about it last night, and not the championships, and maybe not the overall cultural impact. I mean, hockey isn't hoops, and I'm not saying Ovi is MJ, but, like, a ma- like, I was a kid as MJ became MJ, right? Yeah. And I could, and I loved and worship, but I got to watch it once a week. Generally, NBA on NBC on like Saturday or Sunday afternoons. It was almost always the Bulls, whoever they were playing, yep. and like Marv Albert on the call. Like, and I loved it. And that that was appointment viewing. But imagine being a kid in Chicago in the nineties, mid nineties, whatever, and getting to watch that every night. They wanted to be like Mike. How lucky are we that we get to watch Ovi and and. I hate when the games aren't on NBC Sports Washington just because, like, Joe B and Locker are the soundtrack of caps to my life. Mm-hmm. But, like, just getting to watch Ovi every night is such a damn joy. It is. And I think, you know, once you are – if you're a fan of hockey, you understand it. There are people that don't understand it. Hockey don't even watch it. So they don't understand how important or how big this really is. Uh, but imagine all the kids that actually play hockey. Dude, this area <laughs> has dramatically changed. Imagine. When I was a kid, nobody here played hockey. Yeah. It, it, it was it was a couple kids, but it was so niche. Whereas now, I think there's huge youth hockey in the D.C. area. That's directly attributable to Alex But the way we look Ovechkin. at football and basketball, imagine how the people around like Canada and all, how they look at it. And you saw when Ovi was up in what was Edmonton. The, the 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 mothers wanted to take pictures with him. How about um, that? When when and then Montreal, you, I think. You, yeah. Look at how the people changed their mindset towards him since he's gotten. You know, he he won over uh, he won over the Canadian dudes that, that did hate not the like Russians. him. That's right. what I'm saying. So you look. So that's huge. Just like when you Dominican Republic and places like that, the way they look at baseball, they know everybody that's damn good. From their country and that plays in the major leagues. That's what they're trying to get. Right. So I think that's what you, you have to to really get the biggest feel of what we are are witnessing. You got to talk to people that really, like from day one, I wanted to play football. You know, we see football, basketball for the most part. And I think that's how our dreams go. If it was hockey that was first, soccer that was first, you would know all those people. You know what I mean? So, but it is it is a special, special thing. And I think 
when you get a, when when people start getting older and then they look back on what they got to witness, it's going to be they'll realize it then. Speaking of what we got to witness, Tito's here. Tito is here. What's up, Tito? Damn, Tito man. Proud of you, Jeff. <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, legit news. Landfill, get the air horn ready. Um, Ian Rappaport just tweeted out moments ago. This is amazing. For the first time, Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, is addressing the team via FaceTime. Wow. The breathing tube is out, and he spent the morning speaking to various teammates on FaceTime. Now he's delivering a message to the entire group. Bruh, imagine the elation and the emotions that going through that locker room when he started talking to him. I mean. That's some special stuff, man. Just terrific. Just truly, truly terrific. Um. Just truly, truly terrific. And, uh, you know, all week we've been focused on Hamlin's recovery. Looks like it's it's really taking progress. Yeah. Um, and, and and now the NFL had to kind of try to turn the page to, to this week. Um, we obviously have kind of a letdown game for Commanders fans um, out of the postseason race. But there is at least some interest because you get to see the rookie quarterback. You get to see Sam Howell. Yeah. I got to catch up with Howell yesterday. <laughs> um, you can watch that interview tonight on NBC4. You get to uh, listen to it later on in the program. Um, I I don't know what's going to become of Howell. I, I thought the Junks did something interesting where they all kind of made their predictions this morning. Uh, I, I'd like to uh, look at that kind of similarly, but perhaps a, a little more analytically as far as what we expect um, Howell to do this evening, to, on Sunday afternoon rather. Um, I just think it's going to be really interesting. And and one thing, I think because of the commander's collapse this season, frankly, um, you know, it was only five, six weeks ago, they were seven and five and, and looked very, very firmly in control of their, of, of their postseason hopes and not only making the playoffs, but like competing. There was a time there, B, where it was like, hey, man, you know, this team might be able to win a wild card game. And, and yeah. once you get in, you see what happens. And, you know, I, I think I think the Cam Curl injury really crushed them. But I, a lot of good – I mean, not not to make this about DeMar Hamlin, but <clears throat> Hamlin started playing a, – a, Hamlin was a special teamer as a rookie. He started playing a lot this year because Micah Hyde got Micah hurt. Micah got hurt, yeah. So, like, there are – Good teams that lose good players and keep it moving. The Commanders have, by and large, proven incapable of that. See, that's the thing about it. Like, you look at him, I think week two, he started to play. Right. And they talked about how he grew. You know, I would love to talk to Leslie Frazier. I was uh, with Leslie in, um, Philly, in right? Philly. And Leslie, I mean, that dude is Bill's a Bill's defensive coordinator. He's a Leslie true Frazier. teacher. Right. And you, you listen to the things he was saying to other players and how this kid grew. That is what's supposed to happen. It was and week, week three. Hamlin week got three. inserted into the starting lineup, and he, until the game against Cincinnati, hadn't played fewer than eighty percent of the snaps. With at least it looks like seven, eight games, he's played one hundred percent of Buffalo's defensive snaps. That's snap. the thing. Like you know, whenever we keep talking about guys learning on the sideline, you see how quick he learned this year. How he got better? Why? Because he was on the field. You know. And I know people go, well, people are going to be ruined if you put them out there. Hey, there's some people that got it and some people don't. But you find out real quick if they do or don't. You'll see. And I think the ultimate thing, when you got a guy that can play or you want to see if he can play, 
Put him in action. You'll find out. Totally. Um, I, uh, you know, it's tough to look at this commander season with anything but disappointment. Um, But there's this thought process that Howell's only going to throw it 19 times or something on Saturday, and and why would they do anything else? And and I would – there's a very specific game that I remember – I remember driving with Tarek El-Bashir up to the Meadowlands for a then week 17 game, Mike Shanahan's last game, the end of the 2013 campaign, which was truly just an abject disaster for Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, If you remember the end of that year, every Sunday morning, Schefter would have some new report about Shanahan. Uh, He cleaned out his office. He turned in his iPad, whatever it was. Uh, That was as things were just going nuclear between the Shanahan family and Robert Griffin III and mm-hmm. ownership backed up RG3 and et cetera, et cetera. I, people forget that that game had like a – if I'm remembering it right, and I'm pretty sure I am, it was like a cold rain that day in the Meadowlands. The Meadowlands, by and large, is just home of miserable weather. Mm. Um, Kirk Cousins was a second-year player that had only <clears> made, <throat> at that point, a handful of starts. He probably started – one game in 2012 and then got a few starts late in the year when they benched Robert um, for health reasons or whatever they said. Mm-hmm. Kirk in that game, for everybody that thinks Sam Howell is going to come out and only throw 18 times, Kirk in that game was 19 of 49. <laughs> Threw the ball 50 times, dude. <laughs> um, 19 of 49, a buck 70, two picks, sacked three times. Sometimes... Coaches say bleep this. So just be prepared. I, I'm not entirely convinced Sam Howell's only going to throw the ball, you know, 20 times on Sunday. Hmm. Remember, 2013, week 17, a game they were 3-12. and 12. They were completely eliminated. Kyle Shanahan dialed up 50 passes in that game. Hmm. Funny things happen sometimes. Just try to keep that in mind, folks. Um Speaking of funny things happening, B, I, I want to run through all the new scenarios the NFL has laid out with the playoffs as it relates to the AFC. Um, we had the extremely nonsensical discussion for like 30 seconds yesterday with Rosenberg yep. about, hey, what if they really did go to eight teams and Washington was able to sneak in? That was never happening. Um, it was reported, it was kind of mentioned by Florio. Mike Florio's great at what he does. Occasionally, he'll just throw stuff out there that is See if it sticks. pretty unfathomable. And I don't think it was an accident later in the day when you see Schefter and you see Rappaport, the, the two most powerful NFL reporters, mm-hmm. both individually point out there was never a discussion about eight playoff teams. I don't think that was an accident. Perhaps it was. Perhaps it's just one big coincidence, Landfill. Um, but the NFL has come out with a gigantic list of possibilities of, of, of <laughs> contingency plans, depending what happens this week and depending what happens if the bills play the chiefs in the AFC title game. Uh, they've got contingencies for the bills, the chiefs, the Bengals, and even a little bit, the Ravens, the Ravens are kind of getting sucked into this orbit of, uh, of the, of the canceled game from Monday night. Um, I want to get into all the specific scenarios cause there's a lot of them be, but, I wanted to start with this because my boy Jed, who I love dearly, sent me some wild video. I don't know if you saw this video from Cleveland 
Uh, it's like a Cleveland sports show where one of their hosts made some valid points about the NFL CBA structure and the pension plan for players and when you get vested and all of these other things. And a lot, let's be real about the NFL. People love the product. Love, love, love the product. But a lot of people kind of hate the league, right? Yeah. They, they think the league is unfair and, and overly critical and all these things, right? But like what happened Monday night is a damn it's a miracle that medical it miracle, that right? It happened. And they were prepared, and it only happened because there were so many safeguards in place that allowed people to respond quick and correct, right? That weren't there before. Right. And so if you want to be mad at the league, do it. There's a lot of things to, there's a lot of quarrels to have with the, with the NFL. Mm-hmm. But you're conflating Monday night with a million other things. Yeah. And and that's what I just but the whole thing I feel it, is worth pointing out. I don't know many leagues <laughs> that you play one game and you're vested. Okay? And they, and they're making the issue it used to be more than 3 games, 3 years and 3 games. Well, it's 2 years and, and basically 3 games I think now cuz it's 3 years. Once you get 3 I mean, once you get 3 games, that's considered a year. So I would say if it's 3 years after two years and then three games, you got it. But, you know, people are acting, they were saying, well, if he was to leave now, but that's the risk that a lot of people take. And I think this is this is the case where when these players go back to fight in the CBA for a CBA again, instead of fighting for less practice time, fight for more health coverage. Instead of fighting for things to make it easier for you, fight for things that can protect you just in case you get into a situation like Hamlin did. That this is the this is what those players and what they need to do also is stop being greedy for the moment and start trying to make things better for what's going to come later, like a lot of the people before them did. You know, it was a huge priority in the last CBA for NFL players. What was that? Getting get, rid of weed testing. Get, yeah. Like, so. Instead of worrying about, and listen, it's getting legal everywhere. Figure out your priorities. Don't focus on that. Try to focus on the things that will come. Listen, the five-year health insurance stuff came from people like in my era fighting for it. It was one. The $300,000 where you're going to be able to use to buy insurance premium came from my era. The fact that they had trauma units at that damn stadium and they educated everybody how to handle situations no matter how broad they can be. The fact that that was there came from people that was helping and was trying to fight for things that we did not get to benefit from. We worried about the people coming after us. As my dad told me, make sure my grandkids' lives are better than yours was. That's what the guys in the NFL need to do. Leave the NFL better than when you got there. Make it better for the people that's coming next. And then maybe that becomes a pattern for everybody instead of people just sitting there worrying about their individual things. Less practice time has made the game a little worse on the football field on Sundays. Thursdays, Saturdays, whenever the hell they play, because they play damn near every day of the week now. That's true. Um, I, if you're upset with the league, be upset with the league. Like, like if, if you think players aren't treated fairly, there, there's an argument to be made there. I just don't see that from Monday night. And and if you're worried about the long-term health and recovery of DeMar Hamlin, I get that. And And, and let's hope that, one, he's okay, he's able to come back, and maybe the Bills or, or whatever it is can set him up long-term 
if he's unable to go again. I but, think that that would not talking to Thurman Thomas, with Jim Kelly, people like that. That's not a question that Buffalo would make sure he's taken care of. Other franchise, I don't know, but Buffalo, he's cool. Well, and, and think about now. Granted, the money was all donated to a charity for him to get toys for kids. But in about a week, he can have a bigger impact than just toys now. Right. In about a week, it's, I believe, north of eight million bucks. I, I last I saw it was seven and a half. Yeah, it was seven and a half last night. I know that. I, you know, people are responding. So it, if you want to be upset with the NFL for a lot of things, cool. I don't think Monday's one of them. And and if you want to be mad, because what the NFL the refs at, at some moment said, yo, you got five minutes to get back out there. Th- there's a million different. Whoever parts said with I that. don't care about that, I care about the fact that when there was a tragic situation, the people were there and ready and knew what the hell to do. Imagine, uh, I really don't want to imagine, but I'm gonna throw it out there. If they were not prepared for that situation, we're talking about something totally different now. But I would say the NFL. Did what they can do. They, 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 everything was in place to properly handle a very, very tough situation. The people that were broadcast, I think people did a damn good job, you know. But I also know that the people that are going to be sitting up here trying to make issues of everything, they normally don't give a damn about none of this stuff. They just feel, oh, this is an opportunity for me to be heard and be loud. A lot of time when you're loud, don't mean you're right, bro. I, I think we talked about this. It was my bleep you yesterday is that. People use situations like this to basically kind of clout chase and to try to get engagement and drive oh, yeah. up their 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 numbers. And sadly, I I think I, I think you're still seeing it. Um, Sunday, and B, I I know what he meant to you as a friend and as a broadcaster and perhaps even as a mentor as you got into the media business, Sonny Jurgensen. Um, I don't think you ever saw him play, right? I'm not that old. That's what I'm saying. I'm (laughs) saying. Nah, I never did. I I think for Sonny, for me, I never saw Sonny play. I but like I I, he was the I talked about Joe being locker before. Like Sonny Sam and Frank were the soundtrack of dominant Redskins football. Yep. And I listened to him a lot. And I've had a lot of conversations with Sonny and had a lot of conversations with people that knew Sonny when he was playing. Um I, I still Sonny to me holds a record that I find almost as remarkable as any that stands. We're going to talk a little bit of Sonny Jurgensen and unfortunately somebody that won't be involved in the ceremony on Sunday. Don't go anywhere. It's be Mitch. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Ferguson, a, a well-earned honor. Um... If, if you've ever listened to me talk, I I, I truly think I, I think two things as it relates to the old Washington Redskins. I think you can make a real argument that Joe Gibbs, the greatest coach of all time, to win three Super Bowls over the course of a decade with three different quarterbacks. Nobody, no other NFL coach that has three Super Bowl rings or more did it with three different quarterbacks. Tell me whatever. Bill Belichick, you can easily make an argument he's the greatest coach ever. All his rings came... With Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Bill Walsh changed modern passing offenses. All his rings came with Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, because I think George Seifert got the Steve Young. I think, Super Bowl, is, right? I think he did. I don't think Walsh still was there. Um, I can't remember. Chuck Knoll had Terry Bradshaw. I, yeah. I mean, Bill Parcells won two. Really, ter- Chuck Knoll had the, the defense. Sure. <laughs> and Lynn Swan and Franco Harris. I mean, yeah. Parcells won two with two different quarterbacks, but that's two. That's not three. I mean, we can keep going down this list, but. I, I, I think there, there's a real, real point. I mean, Vince Lombardi had Bart Starr, right? What was the quarterback name with the Packers? I should go talk to Doc. I think he might have been there. <laughs> um, hopefully I didn't mess that up and get the wrong Packers quarterback from the 60s. Um, but regardless, I, I think you can make – yeah, it was Bart Starr, I believe. Um, you can make a real point that Gibbs is the greatest coach of all time. And, and arguably more impressive. I, I mean, I just find this so stunning. Mm-hmm. The last quarterback in the Washington franchise to throw for 30 touchdowns in a single season <laughs> was Sonny Jurgensen. Was it even 16 games? No. Then? It was like 12, wasn't it? It was 14, 14? games. 1967. I wasn't even born, JP. B, 1967. 55 years ago. Thank God you did the math because I was trying to do it in my head and I was somewhere around 75 years. Um, <laughs> 1967. Oh, when you boy. think about like cultural milestones in our world. And I know people are going to say it's 2023. It's not 56 yet because I'd be damned if the football season had started in January back then. Like in 1967, I don't believe, I, I don't know that the Vietnam War had started yet. Mm-hmm. Or it was just starting. Like, there was French Indochina. There was all sorts of stuff. But it wasn't what it had become by then. 
Like in 1967, Nixon hadn't been impeached yet. LBJ was like people were watching black and white TV. People are, don't even watch TV anymore. Like 1967, BBA wasn't born. Like I told you, Real right, badass. Like, I, I, 1967, we're talking about, and Motown didn't exist yet. Most people didn't even I don't know if that's football. True. <laughs> like talking about right. <laughs> we have made all the rules for passing, and still no one has thrown 30 touchdowns. 14 in games. The franchise. 14 games. Sonny Jurgensen threw for 31 touchdowns. In 1961, he threw for 32. <laughs> but the last time someone in this organization, I believe the only damn time. I don't think anybody else did. 1967. 67. Sonny Jurgensen. 55 years ago. You could be a full-grown adult. You have four children, almost all out of college. Yeah. Three out of college. Yeah. And you weren't alive yet when this happened. <laughs> the Junkies have been on air for 25 years. 25 years. And they weren't alive when this happened. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean, there's so many stats out there that are so but, remarkable. But, I, I can say but this, it speaks though. to how great Sonny was and how futile the position has well, been. How since. great Sonny was. And you got to also remember the years of Coach Gibbs, it wasn't about throwing touchdowns, it was about running touchdowns. Because Mark Rippon had a hell of a year. Uh, was not bad as a quarterback, and that team scored almost 500-some points. Well, 500-some points. And I think then, you know, Coach Gibbs' mindset, he came in to toss it around the yard till he realized, I don't have that type of uh, personnel. He changed, and he became a run-first offense, you know? So I look at some of those years as it was based off of the way it was set up. Totally. Yeah. Regardless, it's just, I mean – in the modern passing era. But in, in, in since 2000, there's been a lot of passing going on, and we still haven't seen 30 get there. So, Sonny Jurgensen is getting honored this weekend, well-earned. I think for folks that are probably older than you, B, like the next generation above you, people that were like in college when you were in high school kind of thing, and older than that, I think Sonny Jurgensen is the absolute touchstone of this organization. And then for people my age and younger – he took on this other role as this broadcaster, yeah. and that was just so important. And well, to be honest with you, the people probably older than me, because I was he was doing throwing thirty one touchdowns in sixty seven. We weren't born, JP. Right. So and we probably he played all the way to seventy four. So eight years old, basically. You know, around, uh, eighteen year NFL career. seven years. He was seven years uh, after that that I was born, basically. Or the last time he threw a pass, it's a lot of people didn't get a chance to see him really play. When was the George Allen Super Bowl run? That was 72, right? They lost to the undefeated Dolphins in 72? Four years old. I don't think I really would have been concerned about anything. I'm not <laughs> saying you. No, but I'm just saying, like, but think about it. Even the people here, if you're four, five, six, you probably don't even know. Totally. You know, Th- like that's how it the, was for me. It's like, even, my, it's like our parents. Like when Doug Williams won the Super Bowl in 87. Like I was yeah. so little that I couldn't comprehend it. Like, I remember See, I was I, a college student then. I, I remember that. I remember when I was a kid and people would talk about John Riggins, and I just thought they were talking about Gerald Riggs. And I was like, yeah, man, Gerald Riggs can, can get it done at the goal line. Well, they were both about the same side. They're just a little different <laughs> colors there, JP. I, dude, I, <laughs> you, you grow and you learn. Um, in 1972, when the then Redskins with George Allen, I believe, went to the Super Bowl. Let me make sure I'm right about the year. I'm almost positive. Yeah, they won the NFC. They lost to the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. 
Sonny was 38 years old and went 4-0 in, in, in four starts that year, completed 66% of his passes. Um, Sonny th- was the head of the game, bro. Dude, totally. So this weekend they're retiring Sonny's jersey, and it's great. Um, he's been a, a big part of the organization. He's been out of the broadcast booth. I, I, I'm sure I could look this up somewhere. It's probably been... It's been some Five, years, eight, ten years? Yeah, it's, it's been closer to eight to ten. Because there was a period of time where it was Larry, Sonny, and Cooley. Then it became like Larry, Cooley, and Doc on the field, I think. Mm-hmm. And then it became, you know, what it is now with, with I guess it was Julie, Bram, and D. Hall. Now it's Julie, Bram, and, and London. Yeah. So there's been some turnover over the last decade, I would say. Yeah. Um, but certainly... I remember as a kid going to people's houses and they would mute the television broadcast to listen to, to listen to the radio. Yeah. They would watch the TV, but with Sonny Sam and Frank on. And they were iconic. Um, Sam Huff has passed, correct? Uh, yeah, Sam Huff passed last November. <laughs> you gave me that look. That I, was about, I just pronounced something incorrectly. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, go, I should go by people's houses and they'll be watching and I'm like, I'm listening and I'm looking at the TV. I'm like, their mouth not going with the sound. Right, right, right. And that's right. when I found out what people were doing. I'm like, oh, really? And it was cool. So Kevin Sheehan this morning on 980 got to talk to Frank Herzog, who was a, a true huge part of that Sonny Sam and Frank. Big time. Legend. That's I got in the TV. Yeah, really? With Channel 7 back then? Doing stuff with uh, Frank. So this is Herzog talking with Sheehan this morning. First of all, are you going to be there Sunday or not? Uh, no, I won't be. Uh, I'm going to sit here at home, turn on Sunday ticket, and watch it in the comfort of my living room. What, did they ask you to come? No. But uh, that's ridiculous. Um, I That's it, absolutely ridiculous. Because I said earlier, and I said on my podcast, I think last week, you would have been the person I would have selected to actually make the presentation. Of Sonny, like I don't even know who they'll have. Uh, you would have, uh, you would have obviously done that had you been asked, right? Oh sure, I mean yeah. I mean Sonny and I you know, spent 22 years together, sitting side by side doing football, and even more than that, doing college basketball and working the right. Channel Nine. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know? You know what, Frank? Oh, first of all, that that upsets me a lot, um, and I know will upset a lot of fans as well. They don't seem to get any of these things right. Uh, you're not the first one that they didn't get right. Um, um I, th- I think she speaks for a lot of the fan base there. Y- you'd love to see Herzog there. Now, I I don't know. I haven't reached out to the team. I haven't gotten any sort of indication on this. Uh, perhaps there's other circumstances involved. I I don't know. But it feels like a miss. Yeah, and I think that's just what D-, D Hall was talking about yesterday. Get it right the first time. Because if it happens now, it's like, oh, it's a, it was the afterthought. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's no, there's no way to spin it now. You know yep. what I mean? It's like, yo, they made the Sean Taylor installation look better, but three weeks after they rolled it out, like they taped up his face mask. Yeah, and it's just it's over and over with this stuff, and it it makes me go back to. I think it was earlier this week. Um, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football. Remember his kind of his talking point after the major Tutty reveal? Like, why do you have to have something every week? Now the Sunny thing, I think you have to have now, and I think they should have done it 
early in the year rather than at the end of the season. Yep. Um, I'm still really glad they're doing it, and hopefully Sonny at, at this stage isn't thinking about any of this. He's just excited to get to D.C. and to get honored, an honor that he deserves. Uh, nobody's going to wear number nine anymore. Um, I just I, I don't get how you don't have Herzog there. Um, PFT commenter is going to join us at 11 a.m. A lot of crazy, crazy playoff scenarios now in play. We're going to go through all of it. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Commanders fan, now is a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code Brian. There's so many reasons why I love betting with FanDuel. FanDuel has all your favorite bets, and they show you your eyes right in the app. You can bet on the money line. That means which team will win. Point spread, how much the team will win by. And player props like in-game stats like touchdowns, passing yards, even interceptions, and more. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. With live betting, you'll get updated odds on the games that have already started. Get your winnings paid fast. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So sign up today with promo code Brian for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more with this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the Washington Commanders. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issue that's a non-withdrawable free bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy day on the program. 12.30, Bobby Belt's going to join us from Dallas. Listen, as much as we aren't expecting Washington to come out with uh, maybe their top players, Dallas has a lot to play for. And Hell yeah. We're going to find out. I, I kind of expect Dallas to roll in hard and mm-hmm. ready to win, um, which could make for a pretty interesting scene. PFT commenter from Barstool Sports joins us in just a few minutes. Uh, we will have asked Beamish anything at 1 o'clock, probably when the phone lines will be open, we'll make sure Jeff's ready to work. Um, I, I just hope Sunday for Sonny Jurgensen is everything he hopes it for. Um, uh, if you if you haven't seen this yet, Rick Snyder, um, who's covered the Commanders for a long time, um, got to talk to Sonny about this weekend and what he's excited about. And I mean, it's crazy. If you go through this story that's on the 106.7 The Fan website, um, I mean, some of the names in this thing include Vince Lombardi and Sam Huff and Charlie Taylor and Bobby Mitchell. Like, this is a uh, – if, if you care about history, and unfortunately – I'm going to sound like an old man here, but, like, my my experience with people that are under 30 is largely driven by Pete Haley, and he just doesn't care about history, um, which hopefully lots of other younger people do. A lot of people do. Pete just Pete just weird like that. Um, he doesn't care about stuff he don't know about. Right. He cares about stuff that he think he can tell you something about. If he don't have a clue of it, then he don't want to talk about it. Right. Um, so we're we're gonna enjoy everything for Sunny this weekend. Um, B, you posted it to your Instagram. The information came out last night. Some of these AFC playoff scenarios after the. Uh, just the cancellation of Bills Bengals on Monday night, which was the correct call. The correct call, considering mm-hmm. everything that happened with Demar Hamlin. Hell yeah! Um, but these playoff scenarios are wild. Like, and and I, I I'm of I'm of the belief, and and I don't know if you agree, but 
at some point, I think it was Abe Lincoln, you're never going to make everybody happy at the same time. Like somebody almost always gets screwed in some capacity oh, yeah. when you have to make big decisions like this. Definitely. Um, and it's. I think they're trying to be as fair as possible, and there's no real way to be as fair as possible. But but listen to these scenarios, just in case people haven't seen this. So now that they they're not playing Bills Bengals, and it Bills Bengals for for all of the importance of the Hamlin situation, which is is paramount to any triviality of the actual game. Like that game makes a huge impact in the playoff standings, and now you're going to have two teams that are real Super Bowl contenders with one less game played than everybody else. Mm -hmm. So the numbers are going to be skewed. The league has come up with a number of scenarios. Um, This is I'm getting it from Rappaport. Schefter had it. The league has released it. I'm reading now. Canceling the game between the Bills and the Bengals creates potential competitive inequities in certain playoff scenarios. In an effort to mitigate those inequities, NFL clubs will consider tomorrow in a special league meeting a resolution recommended by the commissioner and approved today by the competition committee consisting of two elements. One, the AFC championship game will be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played an unequal number of games and both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game had all AFC clubs played a full 17-game regular season. Those circumstances involve Buffalo or Cincinnati qualifying for the game as a road team and are listed below. Buffalo and Kansas City both win or both tie. A Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site, which will probably end up at like Indianapolis or or some Atlanta, just some sterile dome stadium. I think they could do something awesome Mm -hmm. and play it at the University of Tennessee or play it at Notre Dame Stadium. They probably won't. Um, scenario two, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties. A Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. That's this weekend. Scenario three, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. In essence, what they're trying to do is the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals all had a legit shot at the number one seed. Now, when they don't play that Bills-Bengals game, it it benefits Kansas City because their winning percentage is going to be higher because they played one more game, mm-hmm. it, assuming they all win. So if any combination of those three teams ends up in the AFC title game, they're going to play it at a neutral site because they think yeah. that's what's fair. And I, and I understand that, and I think a lot of people are looking at, you know, they, they're going back to last year when Buffalo ended up losing the game and, it was some a uh, lot of bickering from the fans and things of that nature. People are feeling like Buffalo is getting favoritism, and I understand because this team is not—they're not playing that game. Because if we go through the game and Cincinnati wins, then there's no no name. You don't think about it. But what if Buffalo had come back and won the game? Now they're sitting there tied with uh with with uh, Kansas City, and then they go this week. They both win. It's a tie, but they get first. They get home field advantage because they beat Kansas City. So I think uh, it makes sense because you had to mess up the flow of the whole thing, and it was a, a inopportune situation that happened. Right? It's not like somebody went out there and set this thing in motion. Right? Like you know, people are like, nobody oh, man. planned on this. And it, it's you look on social media; it's people talking as if, oh yeah, they have been want to try to give them a chance. Like oh, they went out there and doctored this up. <laughs> I can't see it possibly happen, 
one, one more. They ca- have to try stuff. Right. One more caveat here. Now it gets to the Ravens. If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in Week 18, it will have defeated Cincinnati, a divisional opponent, twice, but will not be able to host a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher winning percentage for a 16-game schedule than Baltimore will for a 17-game schedule. If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati and if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild-card game against one another, the site for that game would be determined by a coin toss. If Cincinnati wins the Week 18 game, or if Baltimore and Cincinnati are not scheduled to play one another in the wild card round, the game sites would be determined by the regular scheduling procedures. So the Ravens and the Bengals game, the Ravens all of a sudden are sucked into this vortex of of, of moving parts mm-hmm. um, simply by the chance of playing. It's hard to know. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to try to track this down. Um there is like a a motivation factor of who is motivated this weekend, right? Like who needs to win versus who is locked in. The Eagles need to win. The Giants are locked in to the sixth seed, you know, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think this only amplifies some of that. And it's going to be hella interesting to try to keep track of all that, Brian. My point is I think the league is doing the best they can outside of pushing everything back. And if you push everything back, that becomes unfair to the Eagles and to the NFC teams. Yeah, if you push everything back, then all of a sudden you're looking at they get rid of the bye before the Super Bowl. I mean, the week before the Super Bowl. You know how many things are already playing around that? And then it isn't the, the whatever the Pro Bowl thing is. Isn't that right before it? That's the week before, right? Yeah. So you, you could easily scrap the Pro Bowl. You can scrap it because it's not a game, but all of the things surrounding it, can you scrap it? And you know that the league and, and all the sponsorships and marketing has opportunity, they're not going to scrap all that. They already got hey, to cancel a game. So they feel this is easier for them in a sense because you got so many things to move that week in between the Super Bowl and all that stuff. It's best to just come up with a scenario, let it go, because like we were talking earlier, if the game is in Kansas City, Buffalo, wherever, it's good. But if it goes to another city, believe me, it's going to sell out there too. I don't think it's about selling it out. I think it's about the home field and the tailgating and all that. But, dude, at some point, what can you do? Here's what we can do. When we come back, we're going to talk to PFT Commenter. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.